This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, December the 30th, 2015. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the physical delivery of gold brought to you every day by the Patriot Trading Group. What do you do? You give us a call at one 800 951 and the lovely Wendy will be there to answer your calls, answer your questions, help you out in any way she can, or you can check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you check out the products and order online, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable... That news is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner and CEO. He's the guy who pays for the show, comes out of his wallet. He wants to inform you. He studies, he does the research, and he breaks it down and then delivers it with attitude. What we call economics with attitude. Joe Jaquin, how are you this morning? Homer, good morning. New, happy, happy New, new Year. Oh, we're almost there. That ball's about to drop in New York the City. The eve of the eve. The eve of the eve. The eve of the eve of New Year's. Or uh, as I like to call it. Day three of a hostage situation here at the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now, we're closed Friday. We are working. I don't know. Working may be the wrong word. We're doing a show. We're doing a show. We're doing a show. We'll be, Wendy will be here till about three o'clock. And then tomorrow we're going to do a show and, you know, maybe till noon. And that's it. So if you want to get uh, your orders placed or you want to take care of any business, uh, that is the schedule. You got till about three o'clock today, and then from about uh, oh, say six thirty Arizona time in the morning till about noon on Thursday, and then we will be off uh, for the New Year's. I'll call it holiday, and then anybody that uh, hadn't been shipped before Christmas that. That week, the next starting next Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we're going to be the shipping room is going to be jam packed, and we'll get everything out accordingly right after uh, the holidays. Really fun show lined up for you today. We're going to recap the year and review, let you know where all how the medals did, how the stocks did, and and just kind of recap all of those things. We have a very special guest, and I say special because. Number one, he's a great friend uh, of Homer and I, uh, Todd Dixon. He's a former front ranger. And, yes, he is. Right? And so he's got Colorado roots, and for, I would say, at least the last 10 years. He's a, he's a Grand Junction kid. Yeah, actually. he's been promising to come on the air for 10 years. And I'm not kidding. 10 years. I'm going to give. Today is the day, Todd. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning, and a special shout-out to Tinfoil Nation. And to your point, Joe, Front Range, I am a northern Colorado bear, but supported Fort Collins in that entire range uh, with beer money in college. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And just to tell you a little bit more about Todd, Todd's an entrepreneur. He currently... Small uh, business owner. Small business owner, successful business owner. He's in the same similar industry that I'm in. He focuses on health care, providing the local hospital network with that employee, whether it's on a temporary basis or permanent basis. He's the guy in his team that is located in Scottsdale, does the recruiting and placement of uh, 
medical staff. How about that? Absolutely. And it's, it's like I said, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of the show, so it's great to be on the other side of the mic. I listen to these guys going all the way down to Mexico on vacation with the family. We got it all the way to the border, heading to Vegas one time with the family. We get it all the way up until, I think, Kingman. So they've got a broad reach in the podcast. It's amazing. So Yeah, the podcast at allamericangold.com. Uh, you can listen any time you want. Uh, I believe now we've got it all set up to work on your iPhone products and, and at the on Apple and Droid and every other device, I think. Listen, if you can point and click, you can listen to our show. I'm here to tell you whether you have it, like he said, an iPad, a laptop, whatever you want. Oh, but, but, oh wait a minute. That, maybe. It does have to have speakers. Sound <laughs> does have to come out of it. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Like I said before, we're going to give you a recap of, of where everything started and where things are, are at right as we speak. Uh, two big pieces of economic data out today pending home sales. Apparently, it wasn't a contract issue. Pending home sales were down uh, just under 1%. They were supposed to be up 1%. They were down 1% in November and everyone's starting to scratch their head and wonder why. I think the answer is pretty simple. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. That, and you know what, it's starting to affect other markets. You know, we heard last week that going into bankruptcy is the room store here in Phoenix. Right, right. A legacy of providing homes with furniture and accoutrements. Now, we're, if you drive down... Uh, the 101 here in Scottsdale, I see another furniture home with the same sign. Uh, what is that? Home furnishings, whatever. I, it, it's affecting other markets, the fact that these homes just aren't moving here. Well, maybe what it is is these new apartments. Have you been seeing it, these micro-apartments? Well, you can. You too can live in 300 square feet. I mean, if you only got 300 square feet, you don't need a whole lot of furnishing. Well, the interesting thing about those 300 square feet as I know personally, and my son wants to move in with his friends now to get an apartment in town. Those things cost just as much as a house in rent. They're paying anywhere from thirteen to two, thirteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month for these just brand new, ground up multifamily units. They have one or two bedrooms. Maybe a couple single guys can move in there. But guess what? You still need to pay for it. <laughs> well, it's either that or the baby. He can move into those shipping containers. Right, I think that's, I think that started here. I I believe there's a point. I think it may be open for business. Well, um, where you can move into one of those Chinese storage containers. Who wouldn't want to do that? Well, if you don't like utilities or natural plumbing, I guess it's something that might be right up your alley. <laughs> I don't know if the oxen is included, but you too can live in there. And I will say this: the price of them, it was pricey. I want to say it was like $1,000 pricey a month to move into a storage container. Now, I'm sure they gussied it up really nice, but it's still a storage container. No question, bro. Right? Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J, the love. Dixie is with us today. 
And and I'm going to tell you what a year 2015 has been. And it seems like the last six, seven years have just been incredible. Things you never thought possible. Things when you talk about economics, the taboos that you could never do, now all seem to be in play. You know, quantitative easing, you could never do that. Bailing out banks and bailing out publicly traded companies, all of these things were taboo. And yet here it was, negative interest rates. We got that for the first time here in 2015. And I went through all of the data. I was like, where are we at? How, how did 2015 shake out? Because this was at least here in America. We went the, this was the last year of 0% rates because they raised it a quarter of a point here a few weeks ago. And, and you think about the, the stock market. And of course you think about all the buybacks, all the mergers. Uh, like we just, just had Dow and DuPont said they were going to merge, and then last night DuPont said... 1,700 people getting laid off. And right. So that's the price of a merger, right? That's the, well, that's the that's part of the price yeah, of it. That's just the ante of that merger. Right, right. Wait till the whole hand finishes. That 1,700 is probably going to be closer to 10,000 by the time it's all said and done. Uh, but the Dow started 2015 at 17,823. Uh, right now, the Dow uh, is at, give or take a few points here, 17,670. The Dow's down about 50 points this morning. So it's down 153 points for the year. Uh, just under 1%. Of the Dow 30 stocks, 16 of them are down for the year. 14 of them are up. The best performer. This one shocked me because I, I was, I had some guesses as to who I thought it was, but it ended up being Nike. Nike was the best performer uh, in the Dow this year. Walmart was the worst performer of the year. When you kind of think about who's more important to the United States economy. Nike or Walmart. That's not a good sign thinking that you know, the, the biggest... Walmart is the largest employer, at least publicly not non government entity in the country. Well listen, at my own Christmas experience, every single day we're getting something from Amazon. I mean my wife is we're not only VIP, we're VIP gold. <laughs> it's a daily thing. Amazon, the, Amazon, Amazon. The UBS oh, driver knows where your house oh, is, absolutely. right? So you weren't surprised at all because we talked about that this morning when you got it, you weren't shocked at, at that at all. Well he delivered us cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're spending money on Amazon when you're getting a Christmas gift from them. The S and P five hundred. It's up 11 points. Now, we still have, a, you know, another day to go, but it's up 11 points. Started the year at 2,059, uh, right now about 2,070. And, you know, Todd brought up Amazon, the S&P 500. This is, you know, weighted. So there's 500 stocks, and each one of them has a weight to it. And it's all determined by market cap. And Apple... Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, and I'll still call it Google, even though the stock ticker is now Alphabet. Uh, Google A and Google B shares combined, they make up 11% of the total weight of the 
100 companies, five of them make up 11% of that indice. And then, believe it or not, the best performer was the NASDAQ, uh, 4736. It's right now at 5,080. It's up 7% for the year. Still below the the high that it hit right as the millennium rolled over 5,200. Got above that briefly for the year, but wasn't able to hold it. So I, I guess you can say that's a good news, bad news thing. You, you're almost back to where you started 15 years ago on the metal side. Uh, we'll start with silver. Silver right now, uh, when I did this, it was 1380. It's now 1385. But started the year at $15.71, which to me is like ridiculously low. And then to see it here at 1380, it's down a dollar 91, down 12 percent for 2015. Uh, gold started the year eleven hundred and seventy two dollars uh it's at a thousand when i did was a thousand sixty thousand sixty one it's down nine and a half percent but then the item uh that i've been trying to tell all of you you need to take advantage of which was platinum platinum was eleven hundred ninety three dollars when it started the year so it was more expensive than gold which historically over the last 50 years uh, platinum has always been more expensive, uh, with the exception of two brief other periods of time. It's now 870 this morning. 870. It's down $323. It's down 27%. And, of course, you think about what all of these pundits tell you. You know, you buy the battered stuff, right? That's the stuff you, you load up on, the things that have been getting hit hard. Those are what you want to buy Palladium actually was the worst performer, even worse than platinum. And the funny thing is, I had Wendy even call again this morning. Nothing. There's not a bar of palladium. There's not a coin. There's absolutely nothing out there. It started the year at seven ninety one. It's now five hundred and fifty two dollars, down thirty percent for the year uh, in palladium. Uh, but not to be outdone, crude oil started the year at $55.27. Two years ago, it was $100 as it came in uh, in 2013. Or, I'm sorry, 2014 uh, at, at 100 2015 at 55 Right now, it's at thirty-six dollars and fifty cents. Saudi, I don't you guys. You know, you know, the only thing it means wow. to me is I'm filling my gas tank up for less than two dollars right now. Yeah, dollar eighty something. And if you've got your fries card, you can knock off another <laughs> twenty cents. And I'm telling you, that's a little bit of an extra bargain. Merry Christmas! It's saving the economy. So it's at thirty-six fifty, down thirty-four percent for the year on crude oil. Copper's down. Uh, almost 18%. So that that's kind of our, our little review. The big news, uh, crude oil was up 3% yesterday, down 3% today, because Saudi Arabia, I don't know if you guys saw this, they said, we're going to pump as much oil as we possibly can. We're taking off all caps, full steam ahead. The, the Saudis, look. I mean, they're going for broke here. With the price where it's, I mean, what's going to happen? 
with, with that approach, what's going to happen? Well, you know what? It's almost like a who's, you know, the big game of chicken, who's going to blink first? Because they're upset about the fact that, you know, let's face it, we've done a great job in in really upping the per, uh, the amount of crude oil that we pump in this country. And I really think, quite honestly, you know, we, we've now uh, decided what we can export crude oil now if we want to. The, for decades, that was against the law because, let's face it, we were importing so much of it. But now that there's crude everywhere, I would like to be able to, if it was me, this is just my opinion, because we still import huge amounts of crude oil, millions of barrels, 10 million barrels of crude oil a day. And I would love to know what the price would be to get that number to zero. Where does oil have to be? Because right now, Saudi Arabia wants oil to go down enough to where all of the the shale producers and all of the drilling and all of the things that they go out of business right i mean that's that appears to be now the goal we want to bankrupt all of these companies in america and get wipe out that production again because remember at twenty dollars we didn't want to print we obviously we didn't want to pump oil right yeah for 20 bucks it's not worth it right it's not worth wildcatting and and doing all that stuff to go and pump the oil, and, and apparently Saudi Arabia looks like they're making a play today to say, hey, you know what, we don't care where the price goes. We just want to put the American producers out of business. I'd like to go the other way. What would it cost? Does oil have to be at 60 70 you know, $80? What's the number to where we wouldn't have to import any oil? That's what I would like to go to. Well, you remember Ross Perot from Three Elections Back? Now listen, keep it here. Keep it all here. 100% here. That's where we want it. I agree. It'd be great to see that. You know, maybe that's something. I don't know if Donald Trump listens to did this we show, just but have maybe a, we run on that. Did we just have a Ross Perot sighting? That Ross was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the big question, and now we got the altar of Bill Clinton here. My question is, on the election, which politician would have the cojones to do that? You tell me. Well, maybe Hillary. Maybe Bill will tell Hillary that's what she needs to run on. I don't know. I'm just saying. Ten million barrels a day. Coming from countries, let's say, well, I'll say this. Obviously, Canada and Mexico, I think we like those guys. Sure, why not? They're not a threat. We like those guys. But all the other stuff, how about this? At least enough to where we don't have to import any oil from countries we don't like. Be great. Right? What number is that? That, that's a great question, and it's a big question mark. Who knows what it is? But can it happen? Is it theoretically possible? I mean, think about all the jobs that are being lost. I don't know if you do, like, the reports out of Texas now. Apparently, guess what? Crude still drives that state. Uh, manufacturing index, negative 20. Now they're saying that home sales are starting to slip severely in Texas and all of that stuff. Of course, North Dakota, which had the big boom. New uh, Mexico. Listen, a lot of drilling gets done in Colorado. Absolutely, and you just think about all the jobs that that are going to be lost because of it. I don't know. I just think that it's time for a change, right? Why can't we get that done? Well, we can't. It's going to take a politician in office to get it done, though, and that, that's what it's going to be. I mean, that's just another one of those things that I think is just, what happened to common sense? What happened to it? Why would we want to 
import oil from countries that, let's face it, that hate us, that want to kill us, that hate the our whole way of life here in the United States. They hate freedom. They hate all the things that we stand for. And yet we, we sit there and we literally come up with ways to ensure that these countries have money, right, to, to, to really use against us. And then we offshore jobs to their neighbors for 10 cents on the dollar. Well, that's always, that, that's, that's another that's one. That's another one of those things. And you think about it, I got two guys in this room. Their job is to find jobs, I guess, or not jobs, I guess, workers for jobs here in the United States, right? That's what you two guys really do. No I question. Mean, right? No question. Right. You put people into jobs. Now, Todd, on your side, more and more of that's gone temp, right? Well, some of it's gone temp, but a bigger problem is this. You see the offshoring now on the white-collar side. It used to be, hey, you know what, go take your widgets, go to China, go to India, go to wherever. Now you're seeing it on the white-collar side. So you're talking about, right, the jobs we didn't want, right, all the manufacturing stuff, Alan Greenspan and all that, we didn't want those jobs. Those jobs were beneath us, and, and we got rid of those. Right. But now we're seeing a trend now where it's going even deeper. Well, well the I've... deeper part of it is, just to name example, if you're a, a, an IT specialist, a security systems officer, they're outsourcing those positions. If you're a senior accountant, if you're a financial expert of some sort for some company, guess what? They're getting outsourced to other countries as well. Well, in the, in the healthcare profession, medical billing and coding. Anything where you can have a laptop in front of you, and, and here's the issue I have with it, is that okay, you're going to be headquartered here in the United States. You're going to take advantage of our tax dollars. You're going to take advantage of being protected by our military. And yet, because you want another penny a share on Wall Street, you're going to offshore all those jobs overseas, which is going to increase the welfare state here. It's just it's a mess. It, it's going to change. Let's put it in perspective. I mean, how much of the workforce are we actually talking about? So when you look at at private sector jobs. So let's take the government out of it, okay? We're going to break down in the next segment exactly how much of the U.S. economy and the U.S. workforce is now temporary labor. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800 951 Zero five nine two. Before the break, we're talking about, you know, for me in, in the news today out of Saudi Arabia, where they're essentially saying, "Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go try to bankrupt American energy." I mean, because that's really what they're good. That that's how I read this statement. Hey, if thirty six dollars isn't enough to get all of the bankruptcies, let's go to 30, let's go to 25, whatever that number is, we're going to pump as much oil as we possibly can, and, and then I start thinking about, you know, this, this new economy, because we got rid of the manufacturing in this country, we got rid of it all, I mean, it really, now they're saying manufacturing in America, the total impact, it's less than 12% of the economy, I mean, how can you have a thriving a uh, prosperous nation when you don't build anything. Joe, what do you think those numbers were right after WW2? So 12% now, rough guess, probably. Oh, I would have to, at least somewhere around 60, 65%. I mean, I, I, I'll have to, that's a great question. I don't have that answer, and I shame on me 
because I probably should, and I'll tell you what, I'll get it. I got a question for you. Do you think South America, Mexico, India, do you think people are complaining? They're going, dang it, they keep sending us all their jobs. They keep giving us employment. I keep getting a better opportunity to work. Is there anything worse than calling the customer service line and they go, hello, my name is John Smith. Can I help you? Exactly. Do you think that Do you think they, those people are complaining that they have that job, though? Do you think the next presidential elections in those countries, that's going to be a hot-button issue? We're sick and tired of these American jobs! We're sick and tired of being given opportunity to be self-sustaining, <laughs> to earn money, to pay for our car, to have health insurance. We don't want that stuff. We don't stuff. want that stuff. The, 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 the South America, Mexico, India, China, all of these people must be so sick of all these opportunities to go to work for American companies that are outsourcing all their work. And they just must be so frustrated with their politicians and their lobbyists that got those jobs there. Right. You know what's next? They're going to unionize. <laughs> <laughs> well. If that happens, then they're going to find a different country. I think that's that's the thing. But you know what? So before the break, I said, you know, what's left? So you think about what's left. If we're not building it, right? And then I, now I'm worried that, based on what I heard out of Saudi Arabia today, all that drilling, all that extra oil, it's all going away. I mean, are we going to go back to where uh, we're down to making, you know, producing? We're producing almost 10 million barrels of crude oil a day here. Here. Here at home. So the, the and that number, we don't that number that 10 years ago was was only 4 million. And so you can see where, where we've come and gone, but now it looks like the Saudis want to get rid of all of that completely. Uh, we're not doing anything about it, of course, to protect American jobs. And then we uh, start looking at the, the, the mantra from Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve. Hey, we've got the economy back. And we say that we've got it back because the unemployment rate's now 5%. And then you start digging in to how we got to 5%. It's not the 5% of 10 years ago. It's not the 5% of 20 years ago or 30 years ago. This is a whole different 5%. The first one we touched on last week, we talked about the labor force participation rate. People of working age, 4% less people of working age are actually participating in the labor market. That means they're either working or they're looking to work. And we've got 4% less. And that 4%, that equates to, you know, these aren't little numbers. You're talking tens of millions of people that have disappeared out of the labor market. Of course, where did they go? We know where they went. They showed up on the food stamp rolls. So we got 45 million people uh, collecting a food stamp check. They showed up in uh, early retirement. Right, The number of Americans filing for Social Security at 62 skyrocketing. Why? Because they got fired. And if you'd like to see them, they're at the front, front of Walmart, and they're greeting you. Right, because it's not hello. enough. It's not enough. Say hello to them. And, and so now... We, we've had the rise of a brand new type of worker, the 1099 worker, the 1099 era. In other words, you're a temp. 
you don't get any protection for the company that you're doing work for. And so when you look at this private economy, private sector jobs, uh, right around $100 million, okay, private sector. Do you know that $17 million of that is now 1099 workers? That doesn't surprise me at all. You see, I, I see this with my daily profession. It, it's a weird thing because of a lot of the stuff being offshore, your middle class keeps shrinking and shrinking, and a lot of the people that truly want to work go out there, and they find it even more competitive because the CEO hotshot, you know, of, of the to get an extra penny of shares offshoring, so there's less opportunity. However, you know what else is happening? Every time those those roles increase on the food stamps or everything else, people become more dependent, and some become more selective. So you do have a fair amount of people out there that really they're like, you know, I'm not going to take that. No, no, I'm, I'm going to get the free benefits over here. Because uh, the free benefits are right. better. Yeah, yeah, because they're used to it. But okay. to, go, to go along with that, the opportunity to, I mean, the opportunities out there are getting slimmer and slimmer for anybody coming out of college. Oh, and awesome. companies right now are looking for a disposable workforce that they don't have to have long-term commitments with when it comes to health insurance, when it comes to a higher salary, when it comes to, you know, a true employee being long-lasting Let, the company. When it comes to being there. able to fire. So you just, you just said the word disposable. Disposable workforce. That's what they're looking for. I just need you to help me get to here, but I don't really need you because you're so expensive. And that's what the companies are saying. That's what these companies are saying. What's the most expensive thing when you run a business? Listen, so you're, you're, this is the way I'm looking at it. Because we've changed all these laws and we've allowed the big business to essentially shape the laws of this country. We have now told big business, we only care about your share price, right? And that's all they they want to get done. And so now you, what you, what, the picture that's being laid out here is what's the most productive worker I can have? Uh, let me tell you this. I think it starts with the HB1, okay? Because I'm here to tell you they're cheaper. You got they're them short, locked up for five term, years? They're short term. Right. Right, you're talking about the HB1 visa program. Absolutely, and guess what? That number's going bigger next year, not smaller. But then you're talking about, hey, you know what? In the past, I would have hired full-time people, but now i am decided I'm going to hire temporary instead because, you know what, maybe I need them, like you said, get over the hump. But as soon as I'm over that hump, I want to get rid of them. I, I will tell you, too, if you look at the, the millennials in the 20s, a lot of them, they only work a year or two here or there, and they don't have a lot of loyalty either because of what's happened. Pedro Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Pedro Radio News Hour. Double J, the love. Dixie, all joining you. Live in studio. One more show for the year. Tomorrow will be the last show of the year. And you think about the last two. You think about the show we did yesterday. If you missed yesterday's show, do yourself a favor. Podcast it. Because you, you're talking about something where, in G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, uh, really talking about what is money and fiat money and what the purpose was. And one of the things that we touched upon, uh, whether it was the writings of Thomas Jefferson, all the way up to Andrew Jackson, 
ending up with Alan Greenspan and where we truly are headed. And one of the things that was funny is uh, during the break, Homer and I and Todd, we were all talking, and, and the welfare state. And, and you, you, if you listen to yesterday's show, you hear G. Edward Griffin talk about it, Thomas Jefferson talk about it, Alan Greenspan talking about it, because really the creation of fiat money, it all, it, the, the whole goal, really is to devalue your wealth and 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 trick you into not realizing what it is that's really happening. And then you start thinking about what we're talking about today, talking about jobs, talking about how this isn't your our parents' five percent unemployment rate. You know, one of the things that only weirdos like me know about this Phillips curve this is one of the things that the Federal Reserve believes in, and this is, and the, the curve was very simple. As the unemployment rate falls, wages rise. I mean, that's the premise of the curve, right? That was somebody, and you know, it was somebody reading textbooks, right? A very smart individual and coming up and with their little graphs and their little formulas and saying, see, that's how it works. That's how this economy works. Unemployment rate falls, wages rise. And this quote-unquote recovery, that hasn't happened. Now, we've got the unemployment rate down, but yet we've come to find out that a big piece of it is because 4% of the people just stop looking for work that are of working age. Then... Then the next piece of it is is 17 million people are now part of this disposable workforce. And, and you just think about uh, what, what Homer and Todd were talking about before we got out of this break, which was, one, the word disposable, right, which just means, hey, when I'm done with you, it's easy. I don't have to, I don't have to write you... Uh, Unemployment checks, right? I don't have to pay unemployment insurance. I don't have workers' comp. You can't sue me. You can't. You got no recourse. I don't even have to give you a notice. And that's on a 1099, right? Right. Hey, Todd, thanks a lot. You did a great job for us. Uh, but uh, starting the first of the year, we no longer need you. That's it. It's over. No, well, guess what? Get to go along with that, you're required to have a form of health care. And if you aren't signed up for Obamacare, that's right. <laughs> guess what? Uh, this year you'll receive a nice letter from the IRS saying um, that'll be $1,800, please. And I'm just telling you right now, it's out of your hands. You know that today that, that America only ranks 19th in the world for median income? That doesn't surprise me at all. Listen, going back to, let's go back to NAFTA. I've heard you talk about NAFTA before, and it's full offshoring. Well, you, you think about, you know, one of the things that we say it was the, the start of it. Where, how, how did this thing pick up steam so quickly? And, and it had it, it traced its roots back to these, these free trade agreements, NAFTA and GATT. And you've got a great story to tell. Uh, and this was right around the time where you had uh, the older Bush, Bill Clinton and Ross Perot. Yeah, all were, in the mix. Right, all starts, running for president. It starts with, going, I think NASA is a good deal. We're going to sign NASA into law. Right, that's where it starts. Right, that's, and then you, 
got you got parole on the other side. Go no, don't think so. Bad, bad for America. Keep the jobs here, right? Okay. That was what he. That one of the things that he had said. Now that was uh, that was part of his platform. Now right? uh, Ross Perot, owner of Perot Systems, correct. And he had a healthcare wing. And because I'm in healthcare, I can tell this story. Okay, it was maybe three, four years after that election. I was at a conference, and I believe it was in Dallas, Texas, of all places. And I talked to a guy that worked for his healthcare wing that was very high up in the com- co- country. They're in that company, and I brought Perot up. I said, you know, he had some great ideas. I, I wasn't for NAFTA, all these different things. But you know what he told me? And then I verified later on because I placed some people that had worked for his organization. Right after he dropped out, the guy that said, no NAFTA, keep jobs here, in the boardroom of Perot Systems. Now listen, we're going to move all our medical billing over to India, a good part. It's cheaper. It's better for the shareholders. So here you've got a guy that campaigns on let's not offshore jobs. What does he do? He offshores his business office to India. If he's doing it, how in the world do you stop other companies from doing it? You know, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you brought up my biggest fear. And my biggest fear in talking about this election, talking about Donald Trump. Right? Here's a guy who is great at reading the room. And you think about all of the things he's been talking about. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to get these jobs back, right? We're going to, Mexico's going to pay you to build the wall and all of this stuff. And you're like, yes. But is he really, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing? I, I just worry about that. There are those conspiracy theorists that believe that he is going to sabotage this election. And you're going to see that lady, what's her name? Hillary. Hillary. Well, let me just tell you, Hillary gets in. She can, she can run the country. I'm going to handle the youth of America, particularly the girls. Um, qualified to go. <laughs> Listen, I, I, that, that was Todd Dixon. Did someone say party? <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> but you think about all of these things playing out. I don't know, just one more thing to think about. If there wasn't enough, Patriot Radio News Hour, it's the final segment. Don't touch that dial. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. You know, they've turned our money into disposable money, right? Just taken away from us every time they start the printing press. No interest for your savings accounts. Now our jobs are disposable. I mean, what's left? That's why you call us, though. You actually get things... That isn't disposable. Talking about gold and silver, uh, we are taking orders on U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, they're three hundred and sixty dollars a roll. And I still yesterday we had a great special on U.S. ten dollar gold pieces, two tens for less than a twenty. Uh, we ran them. What were did we run those? Wendy, were they six twenty? Six hundred and twenty. Uh, we still got about 35 of those left from yesterday, so a uh, great opportunity to add to your portfolio before the end of the year. Uh, the Dow is down 50, the Nasdaq's down 20, the S&P is down 6, crude oil is down a dollar $36.70, as Saudi Arabia essentially has gone with the, we're going to put America out of the oil business. 
gold's down seven at a thousand sixty one. Silver's down seven cents at thirteen dollars and eighty five cents. You know what? If I was better, I'd have had something with a seven in it. Well, uh, <laughs> who's to say? Right, three sevens. That's a jackpot. I, I missed it. Uh, you know what? Speaking of jackpot, I, and I know we never promote it, but get yourself a lotto ticket today. It's three hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, oh, the Powerball. The Powerball is. You know what? I, I never play it, it, but that, but unless it's big, and then I I got to give it a shot. Yeah, I think today's the day to give it a shot. Right. So happy, happy New Year. Yeah, there you go. Your chances of winning the Powerball are about the same chances of you getting a full time job if you're a millennial. I mean, it's about the same. I think you're right. right? I think you're on I mean, to something there. Right. Now what's going to happen is every millennial right now Listen. is running to a Circle K to buy a ticket. Just don't win it if you're from Illinois because they can't pay you. What? That's a yeah, because they still don't have a budget and they're broke. And so anybody, I want to say anyone, if you win more than $25,000 in the lottery in Illinois, you get a, you get an IOU. <laughs> everybody, remember when Schwarzenegger was governor of California? And your tax rate was IOU. <laughs> Todd, it's been great having you here after 10 years to finally get you in. Thank you uh, so much. He actually, you know, he's the boss. But even he had to fill out paperwork at his own company to take the day off. You know what they say about being the boss, Joe? I, I was. The guy I work for could be a complete idiot, but at least I get to go home and sleep with his wife. <laughs> there you go. That's an, I, There you go. That's, I didn't know that. Um, thank God I didn't. But uh, anyway, it was a pleasure having you on after 10 years of saying you were going to do it. And, and I hope that uh, we provided you with some great insight today, especially that the Ross Perot story. Uh, just one of those things where... Right, it's the uh, do what I say, not as I do type of mentality. And and as Joe said, if you want to listen to yesterday's podcast, if you've never done it before, go to allamericangold.com over on the right-hand side of the page. You'll There's see a little podcast. button with a little microphone button. on it. If click you on click it. on it, it's going to sell. It's just going to come up, and it just follow the little instructions and enjoy the show because I'm telling you, it's so educational and and. Uh, you just find out what we're really about you know, here in America you, right now. We really do, especially if you put that show together with this show and, and just think about where we're headed. Uh, it's incredible. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 I hope you all have a great day, everyone. Take care. God bless.